For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. I know uh, Justin Marshall today uh, must be a, a hangover, TJ, from uh, all those castle lagers in South Africa over the last two weeks. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was all business with Justin. Um, mate, I, I know what it's like to get hit by something when you've been travelling. I don't know, for some reason, they always seem to be worse. You get off the plane. so And it would, as we all know, it, it, it takes a lot to, 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 to put Justin Marshall down. So I don't, I don't think we can... Uh, I don't think we can speculate as to anything underward there. I think, uh, yeah, poor wee boy. I hope he's uh, lying in bed there with a you know nice hot lemon drink beside him. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we wish him well. Wish him well. Hopefully he's back uh, next week. But TJ, thank you to you for coming on, mate, and at, at at late notice. I hope the hamstrings are well warmed up and you're ready to go off the bench. <laughs> well, it's certainly been a big weekend, hasn't it? I mm. mean, we had a hell of a day yesterday. Uh, three games to air. At North Harbour Stadium alone, I think there's something like uh, 14 matches going to air over the weekend. So uh, it certainly stretched everyone's resources. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun at the moment. Um, you know, the, I love the way the uh, NPC shaping up, getting a, a really even contest. You're getting a few of the upsets that people like, and of course, a, you know, pretty good performance by the Black Ferns last night. Yeah, well, let's start with the Black Ferns because yeah, pretty good performance. You say it's understatement, isn't it? 52 to five absolutely buried the Wallaroos, who I think, you know, when we saw in that pack four cup when uh, when the, the Black Ferns played them, it looked like they'd closed the gap a bit. But I think just a little bit of extra time under Wayne Smith and, uh, boy, the Black Ferns look a different side. Yeah, what I really liked was just the intensity of the performance. I mean, you could argue that, OK, uh, Australia, not one of the elite teams in the world at the moment. You've got to look at England and France as probably the two teams that are going to be the hardest to beat when you get to the World Cup. But, you know, Australia's still got a lot of good players. But I, I just like the physical intensity, the, the directness of it. I thought the forwards very much laid the, um, the foundation. I was particularly impressed by uh, the two Bremners, Alana Bremner at number six. I think she had a, a terrific game. That's a, that's a really good loose trio with McMenamin coming back into the side. She looked good. Kennedy Simon, who's probably been the best player in New Zealand over the last uh, uh, year or so in the women's 15s game. And, and Bremner, that uh, that was that was a, a terrific loose forward trio. And, and the Aussies just couldn't handle it. No, they couldn't, mate. They, they didn't have an answer. It's got to be a worry for them ahead of the World Cup. But but looking at us and, and looking at what Wayne Smith and co have done, uh, I, I mean, I think at the end of year two of last year, we saw those Northern Hemisphere sides, England and, and France you mentioned, you know, sort of really uh, beating us in terms of mobility around the park of their forwards. And they, you know, so they beat us to the breakdown and they were good at set piece. So can we measure an improvement against the Wallaroos in terms of that? I mean, do we, do we know how that's going to look if we play, say, England or France? Well, the ultimate answer, I guess, won't come until those games take place at the World Cup. But I think the signs are very promising. Um, there's a sort of mixture of power and mobility. I think the ball and hand stuff was really good, but the set piece was good. Of course, you you, you know you've you, you've got the, uh, the the scientist, the professor, um, Mike Cron, working away there. The, the, um, the strength at, at scrum time and the line out looked efficient. Um, where, where again those. Same names, Bremner kept popping up. A really good um, quality ball, uh, and also you know there's always that. Uh, and, and Wayne Smith, you know, said before the game that he, he 
he wanted to sort of treat it as an opportunity to get players out uh, on the field so that, you know, you, you take off probably the person who's been New Zealand's most influential player in recent times, Kendra Coxedge, you take her off, but you you know, you bring on a, a player like Tyler Nathan Wong, who's more known as a sevens player, but she did a, a nice job clearing the ball away. And the other players, um, the, the player that really um, impresses me is um, uh, Letty Inga, the, the winger. Um, she, she's, in, she's incredible. Um, her speed off the mark and, and her ability to change direction at speed is, uh, is absolutely fantastic. So she's going to be a weapon come World Cup as well. And it was just great to see them. You know, you see players like that, um, no matter what game that you're covering, you just, I think, get the ball in their hands. And, and that's what they did more and more as the game went on. She really cut some capers. Yeah. What do you think, um, if anything, they can improve on get looking at Adelaide next weekend? Where do you think they'll be looking? <laughs> I think it's just all just a general progression. Um, I think that, you know, the fitness levels will be in, improving as, as they go on. I think that was a that was a bit of a key factor. But I, I think really it's just in, in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the direct play of the forwards. You know, aggressive ball running seems to be a style that's developing. Um, and and just using the, the, the skills, the talent of the players that they've got to maximum advantage. And, and that's something, of course, that's always been a specialty of Wayne Smith. I mean, they'll be keeping stuff up their sleeves as well. They'll, they'll know that the other teams are watching them. Um, but but I, I just think, you know, they're trending upwards at the moment. And, and they've, got, they've got to kick on. They've, they've obviously set themselves a pretty high bar, winning the match by 50 points. But... You know, and and making sure that that trophy stays, it means a lot to them that Laurie O'Reilly trophy. But I, I just think more of the same. Um, I, I think he'll again he'll look to, to you know give other members of the squad plenty of opportunity because uh, you know Wayne Smith, like everyone, he knows when you come to the World Cup, you know you lose one of your key players, you've got to know that someone who steps in uh, to take the role. Uh, has been there before, and I, that'll be important as well. So, you know, he, he may well make some changes in that regard, um, but I think, you know, he'll be looking at it. It's a whole group thing. It's not just about who their first 15 is. It's about what they achieve as a group, um, even if it's with different players in, in some different positions. They just need to build on this. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's interesting you said that because I do expect to be maybe uh, in Adelaide we will see a bit more of an experimental 15, you know, maybe the likes of Kendra Coxedge and that may start on the on the pine, I don't know, but it'd be good to see Tyler Nathan Wong get a few more minutes because Kendra is so um, so important to, to that Blackferns team that if she does go down, it'd be good to see what else is there and how they operate without her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's quite quite possible. As I say, I think they'll they'll want to keep um, keep the foot down. They won't want to slacken the effort. But I, I think that that'll be the goal, you know, of, of Wayne Smith. That we achieve the same results, we achieve the same level of performance, even if we change some of the players around. I mean, you're right. I mean, Kendra just been so hugely um, influential. I mean, she was Zealand Player of the Year not that long ago, wasn't she? Mm. But um, she wasn't the only. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, really, uh, the way she um, controlled things at ten, um, and um, you know, I, re- I just really um, like the way it, it, it's building. You know, and I, I think that the perhaps the, the, the physicality, that you know, the confrontation, the, the you know, the direct lines of running that perhaps we weren't seeing um, last year, they're, they're all there. And so, yeah, you know, it all goes well. It's still going to be a really tough job. 
trying to win the World Cup. I mean, there's no question that the game has come on or gone on in leaps and bounds in the UK and in France. Uh, the UK, where it really has taken over as a, um, you know, a priority over the sevens, and in France, of course, where they've got so much money to, to develop the game. So, um, you know, you, you can't get carried away with it. We won't know how good this team is until we play some of those teams. But I, as I say, it's very encouraging what we saw last night. Yeah, very. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll uh, park the uh, Black Ferns for now after that impressive performance, 52-5 to five over the Wallaroos last night at Orange Theory Stadium. Let's move on to uh, the Bunnings Warehouse NPC, mate, uh, because there's been, you mentioned it, it's a tight competition. There have been some upsets. Uh, but, on, I mean, on Friday... Counties Manukau versus Waikato. I mean, Counties had Hoskins Satutu, Nipo Laulala, Dalton Papali'i uh, released to them by the All Blacks. And I saw their price at the TAB go from, I think, 270 when that was announced to kick off $1.97. So a lot of people obviously got on it, and it was a tight game. And it was one that, you know, the lead kept changing, but it, at, you know, 20 all, it could have gone either way. Yeah, in the end, I think Waikato took a bit of a step up. You know, the it hasn't been a, a, a totally convincing start to the season. Remember, they uh, got the, sh- the share of the points, didn't they, in their first game against Hawks Bay, or a tough opponent, but that was a draw. And then they battled a bit to put away the Tanifa. But mind you, how have they improved? I think they, they, you know their effort was certainly put into context yesterday. But I, I thought this was a step up from, from Waikato. In, in the first half, counties certainly looked like they had the game to take it to them. Um, but perhaps... Strength on the bench was a telling factor in the end. I think Waikato were able to bring players uh, off the bench and, and, and just influence the game. And, and they finished really strongly. Um, and they come away with a deserved win in the end. Uh, you know, discipline's proving to be a, a, a big factor in a lot of the games that we're seeing. And I, I don't think counties, uh, their, their discipline was, was where it needed to be uh, at crucial stages of the game. Um, yeah, you know, there were some um, you know really good performances. I thought Lachlan McQuinnell had a really great game for Waikato the, um, at, at Lock, um, and you know Damien McKenzie, I, you know, I, you know controlled things pretty well too. So that that, that was a good effort from them. Counties Monaco, they'll be a bit uh, disappointed in, um, that they weren't able to achieve a bit more um, with what's likely to be uh, only fleeting appearances from from their All Blacks, I suppose. Uh, the one worry for them will be the fact that Atene Nanai Saturo um, appeared to pick up an injury, and that'll be a real worry because he's just been in such electrifying form. Mm, yeah, no, fair, fair call. Hopefully he's not too badly injured. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Damien McKenzie because I remember you know he had three opportunities to win that game against Hawks Bay and couldn't take them. Uh, I thought he was a bit patchy uh, in this game. Um, you know, he, he has in the past as a 10 had a, uh, moments where he gets lost, he gets a bit headless chicken and runs himself in alleys and gets isolated. I'm not sure he's fully got that under control yet. Do you, you think... He, there's more to come from him post-Japan? Is, it, is that oh, what this is about? He's just still, still trying to get back there? Yeah, I, I, look, I think so. It wasn't just that opening game. Um, you know, there's some sort of talk about his form towards the end of the Japanese season as well. And I guess he's having to make an adjustment, and it's probably not, not an easy ju- adjustment for a player in that position coming back to New Zealand. But I, I still think, you know, that this is a team that's going to fight tooth and nail to hang on to that title that they played so well to win. Because he wasn't part of that, um, but you know, he, he, don't worry, he, he, he'll feature. Uh, he, he'll be a part of it. Um, 
But to, to me, um, you know, the players around him, you know, um, Balen Sullivan's having a really good year. Um, uh, I like, you know, the, the, some of the, the way the forwards go, although it looked like uh, Sam Penny Finau picked up a, it looked like he made it, might have dislocated his shoulder. Mm. Um, so that'd be a bit of a loss. But, you know, it was, they were able to bring guys off the bench that had a, a, a really good impact on things. Reese Marshall, um, probably, and Ollie Norris that, um, in particular. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, that, that's it. That's, they're still unbeaten. You know, they've had two wins and a draw to start the season. That puts them in pretty good shape. Yeah, that does put them in pretty good shape, mate. Uh, a better shape than maybe uh, Hawks Bay are in at the moment. They had a, a tight win against Counties, of course, uh, early, and they had that draw against uh, Waikato. I was a bit surprised to see them lose to Otago midweek, uh, but Otago seemed to be. A team maybe a bit like Northland that are that are better than maybe we expected them to be at the start of the season. Yeah, look, uh, Hawks Bay. I think a big focus for them is going to be retaining the Ranfurly Shield, um, and you know, tough one uh, to go south to Otago in the middle of the week. It's their storm week. Um, obviously, they um, defended the Ranfurly Shield against Counties Manukau, um last week and then and they've got another game today although you know Mana were two they, they should be able to win that but I, I think um, just you know the open nature of it you, you've got to make the top four that's first and foremost but they're prior to be, be hanging on to that Ranfurly Shield they're going to have a great the, the next challenge is going to be a great one I think uh, North Harbour the way they stepped up and I mean if you're looking at a team who's uh, got some early trouble I think it might be Tasman um, mm. you know they, they've had two losses now they, they had to work really hard to put Southland away in the first game, they were you know, pretty well beaten by Otago, and then they came up against a terrific performance by North Harbour last night. So, um, you know, they've got they've got injury problems. They uh, they had what, Quinton Strange and Max Hicks, and the more, more you see of Hicks, the more you like him, uh, what you see in that player. But they both went off with head knocks, um, and, and so I think if, if there's a team that's got a few problems at the moment, it might just be Tasman. Yeah, that's a fair call. Actually, on that, Ben, who's producing this show, Tony, uh, during the week, uh, this week just gone, said, you watch North Harbour will win the Shield against Hawke's Bay next weekend. Um, now, uh, basically, what you've seen uh, from North Harbour, because they beat Tasman yesterday, uh, what you've seen about Hawke's Bay, what chance do you give the Harbour boys? I'd give them a chance for sure. I mean, as I say, I think you, you go to Hawke's Bay, you want to win the Ramford Shield, that... You know, it's a part of the country where they really place a great deal of importance on things like, you know, um, the Ramfurly Shield because, you know, they've got people around them. Um, every time you go to McLean Park, there's Blair Furlong, who was part of the, the great era in the, in the late 60s, Ian McRae there as well. I mean, you know, they, they understand what the Shield's about. So, you know, you better take your A game if you want to have any chance. But I, I absolutely think um, that Harbour have got a chance. Uh, I, you know, they've got a, a forward pack that's, you know, going along really nicely. Um, just a couple of players that stand out. Uh, Cameron Suafor, we saw a bit of him playing for the Blues. You know, he looks like a guy who's, uh, you know, making real progress in the game. Um, they, they're getting the best out of, you know, of journeyman players like um, Nick Mayhew, um, Ray Neuia. They'll be pleased to have him back. Uh, Mike Curry from Moana Pacifica and really like the look of the new um, open side flanker, Jed Melvin. Uh, he's come out of Orewa College and he had a terrific game uh, against Tasman. And then in the back line, well, uh, hopefully for them, they will have uh, Mark uh, Talia back. Kate Banks did really well last night, but you've got a back three of Sean Stevenson, Mark Talia, 
Tavita Lee. Mm. Tavita Lee is just shooting the lights out at the moment. He looks as good as he's ever looked since coming back. Stevenson, um, we know that he's capable of doing extraordinary things, and, and Talia as well. And, and, of course, at the middle of it all, Jamie Booth, he's just made a switch. He's just looking for something a bit different. He's come to Harbour and Gatland uh, last night, the best player on the field. Their ability to control the game, I, I, this is going to be a fantastic Shield match. I, I, I definitely give Harbour a shout if they can continue to improve and develop on you know, the evidence of what we saw in their game against Tasman. I would definitely give them a chance of, of winning the Shield um, but we know how tough Hawks Bay will be to beat. Yeah, they will be. But actually, I, I have to say, I was watching that Harbour game, uh, the length that Bryn Gatlin's getting on some of those penalties really surprised me because, I mean, I've never met the bloke, but he doesn't, like, you know, he's not a big guy like a Reese Hodge or a Geordie Barrett where you expect them to be able to kick penalties from 50 metres, but he's he's been able to do that in this game. Well, he, he kicked one from 50, and I said at the time I thought that would be probably nearing the uh, the outer limits of his range. That didn't mean I didn't think he was going to kick it. Um, but it, w- what I meant was that, you know, he, he's not... It doesn't have a reputation for banging them over from inside his own half. But mm. what I like about Bryn Gatlin, first of all, you know, he, he has so much authority about his play at this level. He's been a, a, a match winner for Harbour. Um, remember the drop goal he got when uh, they beat Otago um, to win promotion. They won the championship, got promotion to the, the, the premiership a few years ago. Uh, he's just on top of his game. I think he's reveling with the responsibility of captaincy. He's got a maturity about his play. His, you know, he... He's not scared to take the ball to the line. But what he does really well is he takes the ball to the line. He keeps them guessing. But the ability to get away a good pass uh, just ahead of contact. Um, and got two strong guys outside him, Tafu and, and Isi, both from Moana Pacifica. Uh, yeah, look, there's, a, there's a lot to like about it. But in particular, as I say, Gatlin, uh, he, he's just reveling in his role at the moment. He'll be a key man in Napier. Yeah, he will be. All right, mate. Hey, listen, uh, I, I've got to say, as a frustrated punter, Tony, I saw this come through from Canterbury uh, NPC's uh, media outfit the other day. The team to play Taranaki, Daniel Lennett-Brown, Shiloh Klein, Ollie Yeager, Luke Romano, Sam Darry, Billy Harmon, Tom Christie, Cullen Grace, Mitch Drummond, Fergus Burke, George Bridge, Rameka Pohipi, Dallas McLeod, Willie Golta and Shay Fihaki. I mean, that is stacked with super rugby talent and they're playing a Taranaki team uh, who looked well and truly off the pace against Bay of Plenty last week. So uh, you can manage my surprise after backing them to win 13-plus that uh, when they're 16-0 down with 10 minutes to play, what the hell's going on there? Yeah, um, it just proves you can't take anyone lightly in this competition. Taranaki, well, uh, you know, same same here. I was rung by another radio station, a different radio station on Friday morning. And we went through the games for the weekend. And that one, I think, got about a line, one line of comment was Taranaki have really struggled. Canterbury are looking awesome. Can't see anything other than a Canterbury win. And so I think uh, I think a lot of us um, were, were caught in that way of thinking. But um, to me, there was something delightfully old-fashioned about that game. There was actually a bit of mud. <laughs> and and you know, I, I watched the end of it because I, I, I was uh, I head up to North Harbour Stadium because I was doing the game there. But I sat, I was just watching it on the Sky Go um, before I went up to the commentary box and watching it at the end. And Canterbury threw everything at them, and you kept thinking, oh God, you know that they will they will steal it. And I'm not saying I didn't I wanted Canterbury to lose or anything, but you know we all love an upset, and you know Taranaki, of course, such a proud province and. 
hadn't made a good start. And you, you're thinking, oh, can they hang on? Um, and it was a combination of factors. Um, but the main one was is that they just tackled like demons when it really counted at the end. They got away to a lead, made Canterbury chase the game. Conditions probably weren't entirely conducive to trying to chase down even a 16-point deficit. Normally, you know, you'd back Canterbury to do it, but just the odd, you know, really stinging, rib-tickling tackle or maybe, a you know, a forward dropping the ball, trying to steam onto it and slightly slippery ball. Uh, in the end, Taranaki got a deserved win. And, of course, that, that really has just thrown things open. Um, when you look at the, 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 the pools, um, that's left Auckland top of the table. Canterbury in, in second place. Um, but it's just it's just throwing things open a bit, and uh, you've you got to like that. Got to love that, mate. Got to love that. Uh, we've got some big games today, of course. Uh, you'll be able to park up on the couch and watch these. Uh, what's the standout match for you? Well, obviously, I'm going to be I'm going to be watching the Auckland Bay of Plenty game because uh, that's for the John Drake boot, and uh, named after a guy who was not only a colleague of mine but a, but a great friend of mine, John Drake. Um, and so there's, it's always one you know that I like to watch. Auckland going well. There's only two unbeaten teams at the moment. Um, Auckland and Waikato. Waikato have had a draw. Um, Auckland, you know, um, it, it's at the end of a. Um, Oh, sorry, it's, it's, it's a big game for them. Um, but Bay of Plenty have got a pretty good team too, so I think that'll be a really good contest. And then, of course, you, you've got to like um, Southland Otago. Um, Southland, uh, they, they've got a better team this year. The, the results um, may not be there at the moment, but I think they're a better side. Otago, to me, look really good. Um, there, there's something about them. They, they, of course, uh, they'll, they'll have to play this one outside. Um, they're, they're very good at playing <laughs> under their own roof, but... You know, this is one of the great traditional fixtures in New Zealand rugby. Um, in fact, the days gone back in the old days, you know, they used to fill up the trains and, and wherever the game was playing, the fans would travel there. It probably won't be quite the same as today, but there'll, there'll be a bit of needle there. And then later on, Hawke's Bay, uh, or two really uh, battled out of the blocks, haven't they? Uh, I think um, Hawke's Bay, as long as they don't take their eye off the ball, uh, like Canterbury did for a while yesterday, they, they should come away with the chocolates there. Yeah, good stuff, Tony. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming off the bench and uh, helping us uh, helping us out here on the rugby run with Marshy laid up ill. Really appreciate it, mate. Go well and enjoy your afternoon on the couch. No problem. Always happy to help, Ricardo. Good stuff. Uh, Tony Johnson there from Sky Sports, commentator extraordinaire, of course. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.